Hello, kids. Howdy. How are you? I'm doing pretty mediocre. How about you? Actually, you know what today is? Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. I am for, uh, currently in the middle of um, filing a patent or a trademark on Taco Tuesday. Not a grievance. I'm going to dunk all over LeBron. Um, <laughs> yes, it's not a grievance, but it is a trademark. Now, Taco I have a question. Tuesday with my face next to it. <laughs> yes. Has LeBron killed Bronny yet? Um, Bless wow, you. that 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 as Coke I, Zero is different. I coach Coke Zero, Coke Zero. <laughs> it's just zero blitz my uh, gut. Um, set hut. Yeah, no. Uh, Bronny is dead. LeBron is king. But I am his maker. <laughs> That's how it goes. Yep. And I, I am the king of Taco Tuesday. And again, the turkey meat. Anything yes. different? Or is it just the usual? So how I do it is um, obviously you cook up the meat, usually like two pounds. Right. You got the, the seasoning in there. I could up it to another level by making my own seasoning. But it I, seems complicated. Right. But after draining, you know, you cook it. So you, there's grease and everything. After draining the grease and all the crap. You drain it into your mouth. Yes, no. Uh, <laughs> what I do is then mix in diced onions and peppers oh, yeah. into the meat mm-hmm. while mixing in the seasoning as well. Tomatoes too or no? Tomatoes, uh, no. Do you keep those raw or do you just no tomato it? No tomato. Okay, so but you're, you're like there Brady. Is, to, you there, do it to avoid the inflammation. Well, there, there is salsa. Um, ah. So that kind of, yeah. That's okay. The, and then obviously sour cream, guac. I don't really have any lettuce because lettuce is tough to keep long time is it the mango salsa no but i should get it that would that would kind of be interesting i'd like that i i'm currently on a um kind of a career path or not career path but you know as you know homo sapiens have evolved from the monkey to now i'm with you from the the little lizard crawling out of the water well that that's assuming we believe in evolution Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, as the taco evolution is currently evolving right now, you just kind of have to let it be. And when right. I have a, a new brainchild come into my mind at the grocery store, that's when the new evolution occurs. Ah. And then my test subjects are uh, my roommates who I make the tacos for or any lovely ladies who come over for Taco Tuesday. Always satisfied. Always with them, the tacos. Always leave them satisfied. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't say the same for the uh, their their water or their um, I don't know what else, but I leave them satisfied with the sex and the tacos. <laughs> <laughs> with that being said, it is season <laughs> season two episode Taco Tuesday. I don't care. It's Taco 29. Tuesday. <laughs> Taco Tuesday. Twenty nine. Twenty nine for uh, Sterling Moore. Sterling Moore, yes. Yes, of course. And, uh, you know, in dedication of um, the newly passed artist whose name I already forgot but sings Your Love. By the Outfield. By the Outfield. We will will play that as our uh, intro music today. So a moment of silence. So many things that I want to say You know I like my girls a little bit older I just want to use your love tonight I just want to see Gronkowski Spike 
Yes. Well, we we, we did we get love, to see Gronkowski spike this. We weekend. love yacht rock. Yes. Now I do need to know, and we'll of course we'll get into this more later. This Coke Zero is really wetting my whistle right now. Oh, it it really keeps it you know the voice lubricated. Clank. Yeah. Were you happy, sad, or angry when Brady hooked up with Rob Gronkowski for the ninety first time? He said, hook up. Um, well, that's what Troy Aikman said, among other things, that, among that, other. that football Sunday. <laughs> Maybe we'll get into that, too. But. I was honestly, I was I was a little happy. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh. And is this something noteworthy? He spiked it with his left hand. I saw that. I was like, wasn't as powerful of a spike either. I was very... Con- Not nearly as powerful. I was like, what are you doing, you big goof? He, it's like he acts like he'd been there before, but he hasn't been there. It mm-hmm. literally was like two years. And and I wish that... I think they said, what, 690-some days? Nice. Yes. Yeah. I wish he still had the bionic arm brace. I know. They got rid of that. I and mean, now he's just wearing this the white padded shit that he wore against Houston the Divisional where he rebroke it. Yeah. I don't know. Still looks slow. I think Brady, Brady, every every yeah. catch he made was because Brady just put it on him. Yes, that that is true. There are a couple where he did look a little bit smoother. But I mean, you're you're right. He he does kind of look a little does not does not look as quick. Right. But week 6 is in the books. There is no Thursday night football. But is there for Thursday night football this week? There is. Oh, it's that dog shit. Uh, oh, the, they're in New Jersey, right? Yes. Battle yes. of the Jersey Turnpike. The Battle of Jersey. But since week six is in the books, for the folks at home, we might as well recap what happened. So, without further ado. Uh, all right there, boom. It was a great week six. With no Thursday night football. But TJ, kick us off for the first game on week six. We head to Foxborough, where Cam Newton came off the COVID list in an literary blurry of offensive ineptitude. Get it? Poetic license. As the Broncos kicked away as if they had Kareem Hunt on their team. <laughs> 18 to 12 victory. Oh, I want to kill myself. We we head to Tennessee where it was a great AFC South matchup. The vaunted 1-4 Houston Texans visited the undefeated Tennessee Titans. Will Fuller had himself a day. Deshaun Watson looked pretty good, but it was Mike Vrabel who came out with the clock tricks and sent out a 12th man to stop the clock. That was enough time for Ryan Tannehill to lead the Titans downfield, tie the game, and then what do you do in overtime? Hand it to Derrick Henry. Titans win, 42-36. Now we head to Indianapolis, where Burrow took on Old Man Rivers, where Rivers had him both on the field and in the bedroom. Up four points on the football field and up nine children in the nursery. The Colts won, 37-31-27. We head to Minnesota, and Kirk Cousins has been having a great season. Oh, not. Joe Spinoza Spino- <laughs> texted saying football season is over. But, hey, it's only week six, and the Falcons, 
They put up 10 points in each quarter, and Matt Ryan threw for four touchdowns. Falcons, 40. Kirk Cousins, 23. We now head to New Jersey, where the Washington Redskins took on the New Jersey Football Giants in a hotly contested fight for who's going to have the number one overall pick, where Kyle Allen came in for the broken Alex Smith to go text Dak Prescott as Danny Dimes got 20 whole football points. And Kyle Allen had a chance to go run the football in on a two-point conversion to win the game, but nope. 20 to 19, who gives a shit? The Giants won? Huh? We head to Philadelphia, where Carson Wentz was wincing all day long, and Lamar Jackson made a couple of video game type plays, and he just, just did enough to win the football game. By the way, Travis Fulgham, he's emerged. He has a touchdown again, but not enough to overcome the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens 30, Eagles 28. We now head to the Steel City, where the Steelers take on the Browns. And there was thought that Odell might have had the poops coming into the game and might have had to miss the game. But no worries. He was able to play, and they were only able to lose by 31 football points. 38 to 37, 38 to 7, I forget. What a close game. Oh, what a close game. Another game that I know everyone had their eyes on. It was Chicago. It was Carolina. It was Teddy Bridgewater throwing two interceptions. Two. Two. And it ended up costing them as B-D-N, Big Dick Nick, gets it done again. He wins the ball game. The Bears are 5-1. Bears, 23. Panthers, 16. Huh? Huh? We now head to Jacksonville, where the Jaguars took on the Lions. (laughs) Where Max Stafford was throwing from all sorts of angles. Looked like Joe Spinoza out there, boom. And I'm burping all over the place as the Lions took down the Kitty Cats, 34-16. Boom, I'm going to go two in a row here. The Dolphins. The Dolphins and Tua Tagovailoa got on the field. So you know that they were really putting the pedal to the metal on the one of two New Jersey football teams. The Jets go to 0-6, and they had as many points in this game as they do wins all year long. Tua completed two passes. Two? And the Dolphins win this ball game. Dolphins 24, Jets 0. I'm going to stick with this one, boom, as we head to Tampa Bay, where Tom Brady, strip code capital of the world, had the highest QBR out of all the quarterbacks in week six, and he's 43? Huh? The Buccaneers look great and pick off Aaron Rodgers twice, and it was Rob Gronkowski getting back in the fold and catching a touchdown again from Tom Brady. Buccaneers, 38. Packers, 10. The San Francisco Dimple Chins take on the Sean McVays in another battle of the burning state of California, where Tebow Samuel is spinning his way, button mashing that B button to a 24-16 victory over the Robins. TJ, Chris Collinsworth looked absolutely miserable wearing that mask on Sunday Night Football but not as miserable as the Buffalo Bills were having to face Patrick Mahomes. It was, you know, it started off close, boom. Bills were within three at the half, but Patrick Mahomes and Clyde Edwards-Elair went off. Yeah, rushed for 
over a buck 60. Then Josh Allen seemed like he couldn't throw a wet ball through the entire first quarter. Bills hung in there, but it was too much. Chiefs, 26. Bills, 17. And unfortunately, TJ, I cannot say this week that a certain New York football team circles the wagons, so I like apologize. The Buffalo Bills. <laughs> We now head to Jerry World, where Jerry Jones had all the Johnny Walker and whores he needed to watch his Dallas Cowboys get slapped by the Matt Castellani fantasy football team of Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. As De- Kyler Murray led me to another victory, as I am now 6-0 in this fantasy football season. Fraud. And Three games up on everybody else in the world. Did I create the Fantasy Football League? Yes. Is it corruption? Yes. Are you going to live with it? Yes. No. You're in my world now. 38 to 10. Matt's Fantasy Football Team. Whoop. (laughs) Whoop, whoop. (laughs) That was week six, folks. (laughs) Everything you needed to know. Oh, man. But, yes, everything Matt just said is true. He created the Fantasy Football League, like I'm sure you all know by now. And he's 6-0. I keep telling him, you have to lose a game. I mean, it was enough when I, I people say I gave myself the first overall pick. It which was one of those, did. which I guess I did. Or but just that, intentionally forgot to randomize the order. And I, hey, to since be you fair, made the I was, league, you were the first to join. Whoops. Yes, I was the first to join. However, because you I, made the league. I mean, I did draft Christian McCaffrey. At the best In theory, that would be the anchor of my football team, correct? And I lost him in week two. And I've gone on to go 4-0 and since then. Hey, well, you know, our matchup week one it's was not- like the Saints and the Buccaneers week one. You know, the Buccaneers weren't ready. I wasn't ready. Okay. Okay, I wasn't ready week one. You were the commissioner. You were a little more comfortable playing week one. I didn't get to have training camp. I didn't get to see my guys in the locker room. You know, I didn't know what kind of football team I had. You won, and if we meet each other down the road again, you better watch out because I'm going to be coming at you with full throat. To be fair, I'm looking at the standings right now, and you are at the bottom of the 3-3 three and three pit. <laughs> Every, yeah. Everybody in this league, there are 10 football teams in this fantasy football league. I'm 6-0. and oh. There's one team that's 1-5 and five and one team that's 2-4. and four. Everybody else is 3-3, three and three, which <laughs> is impeccable. It is. I didn't design that, but... It's great. Also, our division, a lot higher scoring than the other one. Yes, and, and I have given up quite a few points. But one thing to get into before we Boss, break down some uh, Patriot games. Did you, by the way, uh, do you have any other uh, brews to introduce to us? Do I have brews to introduce? No. To? I was just going to say, because you, uh, like, this Coke, still yes. a little slushy, right? I was going to say, uh, like, the in your fridge, Mm-hmm. It always seems like stuff gets slushed up. It does. Do you jack up the the temperature in your fridge? This is a great point. Because on football Sunday, I have to put many beers in my fridge. A multitude of brews. Right. And so I turn the fridge a little colder. Okay. What do you, what do you, do you know the exact temperature? Somewhere between three and four. In Kelvin? Okay. (laughs) Somewhere between three and four. You know, that's just what the fridge says. I don't know the units. I, three I, and four degree, three I and assume three. not degrees. Fahrenheit? I, I, I assume the only degree, the only units of measurement no they're not they're referring frozen. to is degrees. Okay. So then over the course of football Sunday, some of the beers start like a to disappear. Problem. Kevin had 17 watermelons and <laughs> got rid of 14. How many does he have now? He has three. <laughs> Same as my fridge. Oh, 
You know, <laughs> so it, it needs the the power of cold to chill the beers. Power of cold. <laughs> the power of cold. But then when those beers start leaving the fridge, the Night King, the ones in the back start getting too cold. Yes. And the ones in the front are cold enough. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just going to sit by my fridge all so day long a, and a, switch them around. So uh, some of them are just going to be frozen and slushy. Uneven fridge is what you're saying. I just think all fridges are uneven. Now, do you, when you Make purchase- fridges great again. When, when you purchase the beer at a, uh, a, a fine establishment, yes. do you buy it off just like, if you buy a 30 rack, do you buy it just off the stack of the 30 racks in the middle of the aisle that aren't in the freezer? Do you buy it or do you open the door to the freezer, which you can do at any of these places and walk inside and go grab whatever the hell you want? So I'll tell you what. It's all cold. I'll tell you what. Because that's how you do it. My dad and I dad. Have, have a great... Alan? Yes. I think Alan is very... Who's very mad at you still <laughs> over the bills. Uh, imagine if we get Bruce Nolan on this too. He'd be pretty pissed. Well, he wouldn't. Bruce wouldn't get mad. He would just come at you with about 20 different facts. And I would... Okay. <laughs> I'd be like, all right, yes. cool. Congrats on your September Super Bowl. <laughs> but, you know, back to beer. It'll surprise you. Costco actually has a great variety of beer i would i I mean and some of the beer that you've you know drank in this fine establishment has come from costco wow and i think you would admit it's good stuff yeah yeah wow you know they have different right and so the costco beer is room temperature when you buy it they don't have it in the fridge okay right and so you know it cheaper well it's costco dude okay yeah and you can buy it in bulk yes i don't think they sell anything you need an ice bucket less than 24 bottles you need that well you have your freezer you have your your ice machine you have your k-sig uh cooler that's true you could just throw them in there and then i don't know turn your fridge down a little bit well the issue is that the freezing mechanism doesn't spread out throughout the fridge i think it might be because the beers literally block it like if if the freezer starts in in the back of the fridge and it comes forward the beers obviously in the way back are just going to get the coldest so I mean, there's nothing you can do. Do you always buy the bottles or is it the cans? Or do you see any difference between I'm, the I'm a bottle. I'm a bottle, a bottle? type of okay. guy. The, I, only, the only cans in my fridge are, are, are these Coke Zeros. Okay. I, um, I, I, I just taste Have you considered different. switching up the material at which you store your beer in and seeing if that affects the temperature and whether or not they freeze? I'm anti-can, to be, on, to be quite frank You're with you. You're a canist? You I'm, are I'm can- canist. You're canist? Because... I don't know if it's mental or not. I just think it tastes better coming out of a bottle. Even if you pour them into a glass, I think it tastes better coming out of a bottle. Fair. I mean, it's a smoother pour usually coming yes. out of a bottle. Yes, right? I would agree too. Um, also, you don't have the risk. Yeah, you still do. If you Usually, I feel like it, it'll explode more often in a can than in a bottle. That, or like, and you I don't know, know if like, it's true, but I, I think it stays better in a bottle too. Yeah. So it might keep longer. I don't you know, but I'm not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. I, I'm not a fridge mechanic either. So, you know, you can only ask so much of me. You can only ask so much of me. In some scenes, I can be paid to be a mechanic. <laughs> but, dude, if you saw Collinsworth's face on Sunday night when he was wearing the mask, that's pretty much my face when I encounter a beer that's entirely frozen. Miserableness. Oh, you could like me all Sunday afternoon. Yes. <laughs> just... Well, that's the bad part about having a one o'clock game. You're pretty much miserable for the rest of the day. 
fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> it was like this. Yep. I turned to my roommates and I'm like, I want to go vomit. I, it, it literally takes you the entire four o'clock window to get yourself mentally prepared to turn on Sunday night football because you just can't focus. You're like, wow, this just happened. What do they do? Um, did you, you, you must've watched Brady versus Rogers. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, I saw the Hingle McCringleberry. That was fun. Exactly. That, you know, and then after, from that point onwards, Buccaneers put up 38 straight points. But let's talk about what made you miserable first. I, that, if that's okay with you. I, this, I, Miserableness. Yes. My, my normal state. Would you like first word on what happened in the Denver-New England game? Yes. Um, the, the deconstruction of the offensive line okay. partnered with the lack of re, uh, receivers uh, partnered with the lack of practice, partnered with the fact that Cam Newton isn't very as good as maybe people thought he was going to be, um, led to this just absolutely atrocious, probably the worst loss I've seen um, as a Patriots fan. One of the worst. I, there, are, there are a few. This was this was worst in what, what way? Frustrating, mad, just thinking you should have won. Overall or- expectations versus reality versus just the utter just brutalness they played with on offense all the the plus the the injuries up front uh didn't hurt or didn't help um the way the offense played the way the defense still got run on um just the whole thing any sort of momentum they gave back the thing is they when they got run over by the chiefs in that uh nightmare in 2014 the chiefs were still at least like a decent team I think they ended up being like nine and seven that year or something. Right. And um, the Patriots hadn't looked great going into that. And so when that happened, while it was shocking, this is still more, um, I, I don't want to say alarming because that was obviously very alarming. Right. Um, but this one against the Broncos team, that's really kind of sh- sucks. It does suck. They don't have any of their Cortland Sutton and Owen fan aren't out there. Right. Von Miller's not out there. Akeem Talib, Chris Harris aren't playing for them anymore. Drew Locke's nothing to sneeze at. I oh, he played. He played pretty decent. But um, still, if you look at him, they the Patriots defense they gave up eight, six field goals. Yep. They before Brandon McManus. Thank you. Yes, he was uh, the best player in the game. Yeah. By well, far. maybe besides Jonathan Jones. True. Jonathan Jones played a hell of a game. Um, yeah. No, the Patriots defense. I think they gave up. Two of those field goals were literally came off drives that like where the Broncos went three and out, but they got the ball because of a turnover. Right. So if you really wanted to do it, if the Patriots had not turned the ball over, they would have given up twelve points. Yep. Right. Um, so yeah, the defense still like they're up front. If I'm the Patriots, I go to the Houston Texans and I say, What do you want for JJ Watt? What do you want for Kenny Stills? What do you want for Will Fuller? Or Will Fuller. I, ooh, Will Fuller. Ooh. Um, either Kenny Stills or Will Fuller. I feel like Fuller will cost a little bit more than Stills. Weren't, uh, wasn't New England interested in Stills a few years back? They are interested in everyone, and then they never got him. They were interested in Emmanuel Sanders way back when, before he went to Denver. Yep, I remember that. Yep, and then they just didn't give him money. They were interested in... Well, I uh, think Pittsburgh matched or something like that, right? Which kept him in... Right, Pittsburgh for yes, an extra year. He was a restricted free agent. Yes. Now he's not there. Um, 
Yeah, they're they're interested in all these guys, and then they never come through. Or they were interested in Antonio Brown. They gave him all that money, and then he just goes and becomes an idiot again. Yep. Um. Yeah. No, it's really telling. They're the biggest hole in the team is still at tight end and i know Izzo caught up a couple passes but he also fumbled it and that fumble was just absolutely killer yep cam newton had no pocket awareness that was also killer patriots lost adam butler they lost uh the thing was their offensive line going into the game was out shaq mason and david andrews would you agree that david andrews might be one of the top three most important players on that offense yes he is Still, I mean, he's been out for a couple of weeks, so it's not something to make excuses for, but they lost him. Mason, Illuminor's their right tackle, who's been playing very well. They lost him because Cam Newton was standing there for an hour, got blindsided. So they lost the whole right side of their offensive line, yep. middle and then right. So they had to shuffle in new guys, including rookies, who still played well. Um, and then they couldn't run the ball, and they can't throw the ball because there's receivers suck and blow. Nikhil Harry, um, this... I thought he was trending slightly upward, and this game just really makes me fully down on him. Birdman, yep. Birdman's still my, the best receiver on the team. I would agree with what you said. I would add into that, you know, if I try and put my shoe, put myself in the shoes of a Patriot fan eh. as a former Patriot fan, okay, will probably make it most frustrating for me is that Drew Locke was begging the Patriots to win the game with those two late interceptions, I tweeted, he's trying to pull a Brett Rippon. Because we remember Brett Rippon on a Thursday night, only a few weeks ago, he threw two interceptions late against the New Jersey Jets. He was begging to lose the game, right? And short, great plays by John Jones. Better play by, yeah, uh, oh yeah, John Jones. I thought you said J.C. Jackson for a second. No, but, you know, you throw two interceptions in that situation. I mean, I I, like, I'm sure Drew Locke would be was being screamed at in the, in the film session like, the next day. Doing right, and <laughs> that was like really that was. I mean, the, so over the course of my my lifetime watching Patriots game, that is a game where they they suck throughout and they play an inferior opponent, and then that opponent gives them the football game away. The problem now is their offense sucks and blows to the point, and they were their offensive line was injured to the point where they couldn't even come back from that. Yep. Their defense is still very, it's a, still a top eight, stop, top quarter of the lead defense. That's a fair thing. You could say top five if you really want, but yeah. I, I agree. And and one thing that I mentioned to you over text, and, and you weren't very receptive to it, but I think... I don't think I was very uh, happy elf at that point. No, but I, <laughs> you, know, you, you have to think about this because the two are intertwined okay. for the last 20 years, and, okay. and, and that that's Tom Brady. When Drew Locke threw those two interceptions, this was a game in which I envision, wow, the Patriots played like dog crap for about 52 minutes out of 60. And in the last eight minutes, I'm thinking to myself, wow, if Tom Brady just received the ball after two interceptions, he's going down and he's winning this game. Right. This is this is a 2013 uh, Cleveland Browns Patriots type game where literally they they are, are atrocious all game long and then in the last four minutes Brady's like okay that yeah, was an even will. greater miracle comeback than yeah. this would have been they're like the, the Broncos literally gave the ball yes <laughs> like okay we'll go win this game now Thank you, like you you know that and so how so how many broadcasters have said you can't give Brady that second chance right, right. against Pittsburgh um, in 2017 
I forget who it was, but a, a defensive back dropped a, a would-be interception because the ball was tipped. It was in his hands, dropped it. And then Romo was like, uh-oh, you know, you're giving him a second chance. And what does Brady do? Boom, 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 boom. Touchdown, see you later. Right. And then Cam Newton, you know, you give him the ball. He made that outstanding rushing play, I think longest like play of the night. 40 yards or something like that. Yeah. 40 yards. Should have been a... Should have uh, been a uh, unnecessary not, not roughness. Not mattered that much. But right. It would have been half the distance, which would have been... Four s- yards or whatever. Yeah, I was about to... Whatever. Yeah, five, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. So it wouldn't have mattered that much. Okay. But you're right. I would say offensive line issue, and, and, and to be expected because of all the players you listed out. But one question I do have for you is... This is the same group of receivers that everyone was saying after week two. Oh, Julian Edelman just had 170 yards. Wow, he there's never all, did that with Tom Brady. There's also kind of consensus. You look at who they played. Yeah, the Seattle defense is Seattle, not good. Seattle, for people who don't know, uh, their pass defense is giving up close to an average of 400 yards a game. Yeah, it's not Seattle of old. That's yeah. Even Seattle um, a few years ago. So the biggest thing though with this team is the or the weakest part of this team either is the run defense or their passing offense, and both of those took big hits last week when Adam Butler went down. Who people probably don't know, Mom, if you're listening at home, Matt Adam Butler is very important. Um, yes, Jermaine Illuminor on their right tackle, their offensive line important. Uh, Shaq Mason, the right guard. Big number 69. <laughs> uh, important. <laughs> David Andrews, the center. Important. The whole point of the offense is they're going to be able to run the ball with Cam Newton, obviously, and a billion different running backs. If their offensive line sucks, their offense is screwed. Yep. Their offense is screwed. Their receivers can't get open like that, you know. they it, Literally, it's not going to work if their offensive line is not going to be good. I guess coaching, the, the thing for next week against the 49ers is coaching. Uh, in practice, I guess that that'll help. But against the Broncos, they should have just won this game anyway. Um, now, in terms of receivers, sorry, yeah. in tight ends, I don't know where that. Unless you want to go out and get Julio Jones, <laughs> or I don't know OBJ. <laughs> I said Marvin Jones from uh, Detroit. Okay, that's a that's a respectable name. Yep. Marvin Jones uh, from Detroit, Golden Tate from the Giants. Um, who else? I the Eagles. No. Um, who else could you grab? What other What other receivers are out there that you would have your? Uh, see, I don't know, but you bring up a good point. Speaking of receivers, Adam Thielen, right? Who's not very happy right now? Get him! Get him! Bring him here now. On that last play of the game, essentially. Yes. <sighs> They bring the double safety blitz. As they did the whole day. <laughs> right? And, and and both running backs stayed in. Yes. And I will be honest, it was kind of picked up pretty well for how shitty that offensive line was. It's not that their offensive line is shitty and the players, they, the, they've drafted a couple guys the last few years that they plugged in and were decent. It was just they hadn't practiced and that sort of thing. Right. And well, also we Cam- saw Tennessee not practice also, and, right. and, and they went out and, and demolished Buffalo. I think the practice, lack of practice, really showed for Cam Newton. Because he, in some of those plays, especially the one where Illuminor got killed, and then there's a strip sack at the beginning of the second half, and then the sack on the final drive that killed them, he just held the ball forever. Yes. He held the ball forever. He didn't... They got to get him running more again. Um, They got to get him moving, because that's when he's at his best. 
he these receivers aren't getting open. They can't run the ball like they can unless this offensive line's getting back to health. Um, yeah, so this isn't the end of the world, but this certainly uh, shook it. Yeah, it, no, it wasn't good, and uh, <laughs> not not good. Um, so I, I'll put my uh, belief in Bill again um, to fix this. Still believe in Bill. All right. Yeah. What else do I have? <laughs> what else do I have to go off? Uh, well, Felger and Maz were pretty upset with Bill. I'm sure they were. I didn't listen because I was busy with my studies as a good noodle. Of course. I, I you know I, I just see articles well, about oh, oh, it. Oh, They're like Felger and Maz are so stupid for criticizing Bill. I mean, I don't know why Belichick didn't challenge that James White third and one rush or whatever it was. You remember that? They ran it. He like kind of dived, and it looked like half and half on the TV. Like okay, he might have touched his knee, but he like lunged out. James White, who can do no wrong, um, no, he he is perfect. Uh, lunged out and like actually looked like he got it at like with a second effort. But Belichick never challenged it, and it was like fourth and one down in their own territory. I think uh, the Broncos ended up punting, but still, yeah, one of those things where it's like just challenge it. You have nothing on offense. You might as well shoot your shot there. They lost the game with, was it one or two timeouts left in their pocket? I think it was. You know better than me. I think it was at least one. They had, they still at least one timeout. One of those things where that, that pissed me off. Yeah. You know, I mean, you don't want to finish a game. The other thing, timeouts in your pocket. The other thing was you said the double safety blitz. I feel like teams are going to realize their receivers can't get any separation whatsoever. So similar to 2019. Yes, so why do we have to put more guys in coverage if it doesn't matter? If we could use four guys to cover the four guys out there yeah, and they're not going to get open, we'll just send everybody else to go get Cam Newton. So, yeah, uh, unless they fix that, they are screwed. Well, you know, it's... I'm done. I am Just got to move on, right? <laughs> We're on to who? Uh, San Francisco. We're on to San Francisco. Well, one team that I do find that I am very fond of, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes. They got down 10 nothing early in this ballgame to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers on a, it was called back. Well, not called back, but he, was, he ended up being ruled down at about the half-yard line. He had thought he scored a touchdown on the ground, and then he gets up, and he does the Hingle McCringleberry mm-hmm. hip thrust. Okay? Mm-hmm. Hingle McCringleberry hip thrust. Ingle McCringleberry. If you don't know what that is. University. Go look it up. (laughs) Go look it up. The Vaughn shower handle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. From that point on, the Buccaneers outscored Aaron Rodgers. Torque Lewis. (laughs) 38-0. And in the second quarter, Ajabataj Buckshane. I believe Tom Brady went 12 of 14, uh, almost 100 yards, and I think he threw both, both his touchdowns <laughs> in that second quarter. So Tom Brady had an elite second quarter. In in whole of the game, he had the highest QBR combo batch. in week six. <laughs> and the Buccaneers sacked Aaron Rodgers four times. God. Homeschooled. And they picked him off twice. One of them was a pick six. The other could have been a pick six. Ha-ha, <laughs> Clinton Dix. <laughs> I'm going to mute you. The other was a pick six. 
Uh, one was a pick six. The other could have been a pick six. Aaron Rodgers was hit all game long. I, I, you know, I talked about Brady possibly coughing up blood at the end of player formerly known as Mouse Cop. At at the end of uh, the Bears game, and now Aaron Rodgers was hit. You know, just as just as Brady was the week prior. And Rodgers, there's a play in the second half. They had to burn a timeout because he wasn't sure of the play clock. Play clock was winding the down. Play the play clock was winding down. Thanks there, Troy Aikman. Of course. You know, and, and that's something we don't see from Aaron Rodgers. When the Packers lose, it seems like it seems like they get blown out. A Aaron Balake. Think about their four losses over the course of the last two years. All blowouts, right? To good teams. <laughs> To good teams. (laughs) It's as if they're actually not as good as their record says they are. Well, you know, did I tell you or did did I tell you or did I tell you that last year that their their point differential trended toward like a nine and seven, ten and six team? And then when they play good teams like the 49ers, they got curb stomped. Well, the other thing is too, sure, the point differential shows that Aaron Rodgers also looks very you know, he looks very good. Besides Mm -hmm. this past game, he looks very, very good. Have they did they play Minnesota twice this year? Who have they played? Um, they, so, there's no way they've played Minnesota twice. They played. Yet. They played the Vikings and the the Lions, who both blow. Um, who else have they played? Show me who they played, and I'll tell you if they suck or blow or both. Um, they played the Falcons, who suck. The Falcons are. Did you see what the Falcons posted? <sighs> yes. Well, they <laughs> they beat them thirty to sixteen. No, but did you, did you see what the Falcons just posted? It was that Kevin Malone like dark. Yeah, that was good. He's like, it was good to get one. The Saints, who um, I still say are frauds. frauds. And then the other three. Lions, they blew out. Vikings, we didn't know. We didn't know what to expect from the Vikings week one. I was, was in Minnesota. I'm I'm okay. I'm okay with that's a good win. Can we play the game? How bad do the, the Packers? Actually, let's look at their schedule again. Just scroll down a little bit. Okay, so at the Texans, they should win that because the Texans blow. Again, win, win. Home against the Vikings, the Vikings blow. They They'll play, beat San Francisco. They're going to go to San Fran. They're going to lose. They're going to play Jacksonville. Jacksonville blows. They're going to win. The Colts, um, ooh, not a terrible game. They actually have a real game on their schedule. Congratulations. Uh, they'll lose. Um Against the Bears at home, oh, they're going to win because the Bears also suck. They don't have a real quarterback. Against the Eagles, who also blow, they're going to win. Against the Lions, who blow, they're going to win. Against the Panthers, um, screw it. They're going to lose. Against the Titans, they're going to lose. Against the Bears, who blow, they're going to win. Well, that's a lot of losses. I, I You know, I, I don't expect that many. I would probably I still say... say they're, they're scheduled. They are a paper tiger. They aren't as good as people say they are. They're 4-1. and one. I'll give them one, two, two to three more losses. They'll either be 13-3 and three or 12-4 and four by season's and end. So, extra fire of a division. That's true. But, you know, the Bears are 5-1. and one. They're first place in the NFC North. So, yes, they're looking pretty good. A, wing T high school off. They have the same yeah. offense as the Patriots and they're five and one because they played. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a couple of things that stand out though, in this blowout win by Tampa Bay, Ronald Jones, again, pretty good get pretty good day. Yes. Over a um, hundred, two touchdowns nice average between three and seven yards per carry. Yep. Nothing more, nothing less. No. That and that's okay. That's all you're asking Glock to do. Caught a football. He got five footballs, which is good for 78. Yes. And a touchdown. He, and it, it was, 
as if it looked like I was running around out there and just Brady was Brady and put it everywhere that he needed to put it. And I'll break this down in my Brady breakdown. Okay. But Gronk did look a little more fluid than he has in weeks a, past. Had a little more wiggle in that hip. A little bit more. Just the way that he was get you know, getting out of his stance and running. You yes. know, I don't know why teams for a guy that looks like he A at least through the first five weeks didn't want to be hit and B can't run as well as he used to. Why not just hit him at the line of scrimmage? Get, I think that's what they were doing. Well, uh, on, on the catches he had, they were not hitting them off the line of scrimmage. The Packers are stupid. They're dumb. They're a dumb team. They've always been a dumb team just mm-hmm. as the Buccaneers have, but the Buccaneers were less dumb than the Packers were this Sunday. And the Buccaneers figured it out on defense and Todd Bowles did too. Cause they realized we're hitting Aaron Rodgers. We're getting him off his spot. And we know that we can get to him fast enough. So even though our DBs cannot hold up for an extended period of time, that's okay. And they started to press a little bit, which we we did not see against Chicago at all a week mm-hmm. prior. They started to press. Aaron Rodgers didn't have many places to go. I, I, I He did miss a wide-open Mercedes Lewis. Yes. Which is uncharacteristic of Rodgers, but... You know, good good looking Buccaneers defense, I will I say this week. And every incomplete pass trends toward closer and closer to Jordan Love next year at quarterback. Well we'll we'll cross that bridge Which when we trends get trends closer and closer to Aaron Rodgers as the next Patriots quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> well, one quarterback <laughs> that uh that was on the hot seat for a while was Patrick Mahomes. Yes, it because is. Patrick Mahomes if you go back to August Mm-hmm. Shea Patterson was brought into camp. Yes. <laughs> and if I'm Patrick Mahomes, I would have been extremely, extremely worried Okay, about him mm-hmm. and losing my job right. to Shea Patterson. But Exactly what I was thinking. You know, you go into Orchard Park on a Monday late evening. It's raining. And, I, you know, I was texting my friends. I'm saying, in fact, I was texting Henry Quinlan, yes. who's been on the show for a couple weeks. Whoever learns how to throw the football first in the rain it's going to win. Josh Allen, I think, was, you know, oh, first, first, five or six. He really, I mean, the first completion was a, a, a jet toss, one of those, you know, toss it in front of you. Get the, get the snap in the gun and just toss it forward. Counts as a completed pass. Gold star. Yeah. And the other was like a screen. So I, I don't know whether it was Josh nervous about playing Kansas City combined with the fact that it was a little rainy out. Yes. And, you know, Makes the ball slippery, and they're talking about the pellets on the turf combined with the rain. And I don't know what it was, but the Bills in the first half they were within three of yes. Kansas. At one point, they even had the lead against Kansas City too. Um, and what I noticed, and, and and honestly, Brian Dayball does need some credit in Buffalo and, and some love. As he's the MVP of the season, yes, because when they figured out, well, Josh is having a little trouble throwing the ball right now. The designed runs for Allen are really, really nice to watch. Yes. They just get the running back, and they're like, all right, lead block for Josh right now. And I saw them incorporate some read options, too, into it, and I liked it. You know, and, and we all know, you know, it, it took us about two seasons to figure it out. Josh is an awesome athlete. He can run fast. And it's hard to tackle him, too. You know, he broke some tackles. He's like the John Ross of quarterbacks. <laughs> yes 
Um, you know, but for a while he couldn't throw. And, you know, you're within three points of Kansas City at halftime. Heading into the game, I'm sure the Bills would have taken that. But from watching it, I think the Bills missed some plays out there. I don't remember exactly where in the game it was. But I think, you know, Josh had extended the play or he was about to get hit. And he uncorked it right down the middle, right near the goal post for Diggs. And I remember Troy Aikman was saying, well, that's one that Diggs, you know, although a tough play for Stephon Diggs, he usually does catch. I, it was in the back of the end zone. And, you know, he was kind of half falling down to keep his I knees remember in. That. It, you know, and that's a good throw. Okay. Um, Josh Allen, had he figured it out a little bit earlier, they would have had a better shot. And then their second to last drive looked really, really good. And then, you know, whatever. The interception on the on the last drive, you just kind of chalk it up to being, well, we're down two scores. Let me just see if I can make something happen. I don't really carry too much weight for that. But the most frustrating part with Kansas City, I would say, Patrick Mahomes missed five passes all game long, and then Clyde Edwards-Alaire ran for a buck 60. That, they're not, you know, they're, they're getting seven yards like every single play or even if they get them into a third and ten they're picking it up every time Patrick Mahomes isn't throwing an incompletion and he's learning let me just take what the defense is giving me and from a zone coverage defensive team like Buffalo they're they're effed because all Patrick Mahomes has to do is buy time and then one of the track stars gets open Dexter. It's so frustrating because you get him into a third and 13. And I remember this one play, you know, he just rolls right. And guess who pops open, uh, who ran from way on the other side of the field Demarcus Robinson. And, you know, as a Patriot fan, really the only way to slow Kansas city down is to play press man coverage. And you're playing cover one so that you can shade Tyreek Hill. Yes. Buffalo doesn't, doesn't really, you know, they're a zone coverage team. So that doesn't, and if you look at Patrick Mahomes' stats, 21 of 26, that's pretty indicative of, yeah, he was facing zone coverage. Because zone coverage, their their motto is, yeah, we'll give you the completed pass. We're just going to tack you, tackle you right away. Yes. But the other problem with zone coverage is it does not hold up if the offensive line holds up. Yes. And it, it will break down, and it will get extended when you have Hill and Hardman running sprints down the field it'll get spread out and, and then you know it's it's frustrating it really is to see third and longs converted over and over and over again and that's what happens and i remember buffalo scored that touchdown to make it a one possession game i think it was two uh, what what was it 20 to 17 after buffalo scored that touchdown in the fourth quarter or 19 to 17 something like that and or no, it was 23-17. Sorry, excuse me. 23-17 to in the fourth quarter. And they kick it off to Kansas City. And Kansas City has about seven minutes on the clock. And you're like, oh, Buffalo just needs to, you know, get a stop right here. And they give up a field goal. But they were backed up too. They were backed up on like their own 15. And you let Kansas City drive all that way, chew all that clock. They got it down to the two-minute warning. And Aikman called it. He said, you know, if you're Buffalo, you might not even get this ball back. They did, but it was too little too late. That's the frustrating part. The Bills did play two tough opponents in a row. I know you're going to say, well, they, you know, anything less than 16-0 to 0 
you know, jokingly, but again, Buffalo did play two tough opponents, and you know, you move on. It wasn't a, wasn't a pretty game at all, but uh, it was a loss, and that's it. They're four and two. Yep. And uh, any other interesting games from this week? I no, would, I hated them all. I hope they all lose. One surprising one: Steelers Browns. That was a blowout. Yes. Absolute blowout. And what did I say, Matt? I said it was a prove it game for Cleveland. They didn't, they didn't they, prove it to me. Okay. They did not prove it to me. Uh, other than that, I'm disappointed in the Bengals for blowing a gigantic lead and yes. letting Old Man Rivers pull off a comeback. It was really Cincinnati giving it away. Yes. And, uh, again, the uh, Houston Texans were on the losing end of a battle, but this time it was because of an overtime coin flip. Mm-hmm. Are you in favor of changing that overtime rule? Because they just gave it, gave it to Derrick Henry, and Henry was like, all right, game, ball game. No, you called game. No, stop him. Right, exactly. <laughs> Don't I, give up I, a touchdown. I, I'm in your camp too, Matt. Defense is as much a part of the team as offense is, is special teams, you know. Stop them. So, stop them. Absolutely stop them. I'm with you. And uh, that is week six in the books. But mm-hmm. similar to last week, we will be doing a combination episode where we will be breaking down week seven. Yes. Next. But before we break down week seven... Mm-hmm. What's going on? Matt, it is time for quick hits. So first question of the day. Should Tua Tagovailoa actually have been named the starter? No. How much blame is on Bill Belichick for this loss? A good portion. On the last play of the ball game, was it Nikhil Harry or Cam Newton's fault? Harry. Is it panic button time in New England? Talk to me after next week. Now, have our opinions changed on Aaron Rodgers after that loss in Tampa Bay? No. <laughs> Tennessee's undefeated. What's their final record going to be? 12-4. and four. Now, in New Jersey, Sam Darnold didn't play, but Joe Flacco did. Now, is Joe Flacco elite? Because he is now in the same company as Joe Montana yes. and Dan Marino. Good. Yes. What did the Tampa Bay Buccaneers show you on Sunday? They can win a playoff game. Clyde Edwards, you lay around for 160 yards. Is it him being really good, or is it Andy Reid and the Chiefs scheme? It's Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. Are my... Vegas Raiders, a good football team. They're a B minus. How bad are the Dallas Cowboys? C minus. Is Denver legit? No. Is Drew Locke legit? Maybe. Give me one spotlight from that New England game. Uh, Jake Bailey. <laughs> Give me one spotlight from that Buffalo game. Um. <laughs> Josh Norman not getting emasculated. <laughs> Who's the best running back in the NFL? Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> you heard it there. Best running back in the NFL is Le'Veon Bell. You know, I was expecting maybe a Derrick Henry or... A- oh, no, 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 no. No. If your best player can't catch a football, then... You can't be your best player. Or if you can't throw the football, you can't be your best player. 
or maybe a Dion Lewis. <laughs> I could put Kamara up there. I could put McCaffrey up there. Do you see a theme? Le'Veon Bell, Mike Davis. This is assuming. This is assuming Le'Veon Bell from like his Pittsburgh days, and that the, we assume the, it is because Adam Gase is a ruiner of talent, as, right? As and Le'Veon Bell, when he was out there, he could play out at, as a receiver, or he could go run the football. And he he could was, do the both. He could do the both. Wow, better than anybody else in the league. Ezekiel Elliott, no. Uh, <laughs> that was funny last night. The tomato soup can fumbled twice. Um, oh man. I, I, it's like you can't can't feel bad for him. Who else? I mean, he, he's got he made a nice ninety million dollars to. Who else is out there? Fumble two footballs. Who else is out there as a running back? Scroll around, see if I can pick up a team. Lamar Jackson. No. Joe Mixon. No. Um, you already mentioned Kamara. We mentioned Zeke. Aaron Jones. No, he's very good, but no. C-E-H? No. Rojo? No. Josh Jacobs, though. Yeah. That's yeah, Aaron Jones, Josh Chris Jacobs. Carson? Oh, uh, no. Well, okay. Saquon? No. Le'Veon Bell, when he's healthy and fully loaded and ready to go? Yes. Now that is a big if, and I don't know if that we'll ever see that again. So I guess I'll put my second up there, which is Christian McCaffrey, because he's on my fantasy football team. Yeah. Okay. Now, that was week six. Week seven starts this Thursday night in the city of brotherly love. So are we doing one big super episode right now? I we Yeah, we might as well. Should we do our rapid picks to keep the people at home ready for dinner? I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm just, I'm just frustrated that this is the Thursday night game we get. We didn't have a Thursday night game last week. It's fitting that it's going to be a shitty game on a shitty time slot against two shitty teams. Yes. What's the weather supposed to be like? 77 degrees. Global warming. Oh, God. <laughs> um, All right, so the line's Philadelphia's favored by four over under 43 and a half. I mean, Philly's going to win this division at 6-9-1. and one. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, so give me Philly to cover and give me the... I don't know. We'll give me Philly it. to cover. Give me the under. It's a Thursday night yeah, game. Both these teams it. are terrible football teams. Next. I'll take the under. Next. Next is your uh, New England Patriots hosting uh, the Garoppolo-led 49ers. So New England's favored by two and a half football points. Two and a half, which means that they are favoring 49, the 49ers as half-point favorites on neutral site. Um, and the over-under is at 45. It'll go over, and the 49ers will cover. See, my my pick on this is I agree with the over and I really want to pick San Francisco to win this game, but I just know that this is a game that Belichick, you know, has in his uh on his bulletin board that he needs to beat Garoppolo or maybe because Belichick's sabotagery, he'll let Garoppolo win. So I'm torn a little bit on this. I will say either San Francisco you know, with the points or San Francisco just upright, I, I that's mine and over. Oh, Detroit, Atlanta. Um, I don't care and I don't care. Let's take the over and we'll take Detroit to win. Yeah, I mean Detroit. Or take the under and the Detroit to win. Yeah, over under is fifty seven points. Yes, so that's a lot of football points. Yes, I'm with you. I think Detroit will win. Uh, I mean Atlanta is just God. What what is to say about them? Next. 
Uh, give me Cleveland to cover and win and give me the over. So Cleveland by three points, which means on a neutral site, toss-up. Yes. Now that seems a little unfair as the Browns are 4-2 and two and Cincinnati is 1-4. and four. Yes. Is there any scenario in which Cincinnati wins this football game? Maybe if Odell has poop on his chest. Yes. Now, <laughs> now I, I think Cleveland does win this game outright. I, I think there are a lot of points put up on this football field. Uh, I, I think Burrow is going to throw it a lot. I think Baker's going to try and not throw it a lot because I think they would want to run the ball as much as possible. No weather report for uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. You know, Ohio can have some interesting weather this time of year. Same thing in, uh, you know, Tennessee. What do we got going on in Tennessee? It's just, you know, it's just a matchup of the undefeateds, Matt. This game was supposed to happen a couple weeks ago. Uh, Pittsburgh's favored by two football points. I feel like that's a lot. I'll take Tennessee to win. Obviously, the cover. Over-unders at 52.5. We don't have a weather report. But I'll take the under. I'll take Tennessee to cover and the under. See, I have this feeling that it's going to be both teams in the 30s. Really? I, I, I really do. Similar to that Pittsburgh-Dallas game a few years back. Where, you know, it was. I think it was a fake spike game too. The 2016? 2016. I think it was, it was like a 37-35 football game or, or yes. something along the lines of that. I picture it going exactly like that. Again, Pittsburgh favored by two. I'm I'm with you taking the over here. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if Tennessee's going to win. I don't see Tennessee going 6-0, Matt. Mm. I think Pittsburgh's going to win this football game. I do. And Pittsburgh really hasn't had any impressive wins yet. Yes, they're 5-0. and Nothing really impressive besides, you know, the 38-7. But it's Cleveland. Saints, Panthers. Are we assuming that Michael Thomas is playing? Because that's important. At this point, he has to, because if Michael Thomas isn't playing, this is a very winnable game for Carolina. All right, give me uh, the Saints to cover in the over. Um, Over's 51. Are you sure you want the over? Yeah, they're playing in the Dome. It's going to be the the most fraudulent arena football team will, will get a win against a mediocre Panthers team. Uh, yeah, I, I, I. so you say Saints cover? Yeah. Seven and a half football. Points. Yeah, they'll win like, whatever, 31 to 21, I don't know. I, I'm I'm gonna go twenty four seventeen here, so New Orleans doesn't cover. Okay, and it's the under. Okay, Bills Jets. Remember, um, you know these games used to be uh, annually the colorblind bowl because they would just oh, the know, red versus the Christmas color the, the Christmas or the color ho- holiday bowl. I'm sorry, holiday for all bowl. Of you non um, yeah whatever non believers. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo favored by thirteen football points. Uh, Buffalo's not gonna cover. Uh, because that, that's just the way it's going to be because they'll do something stupid where, you know, <sighs> backdoor cover or just a contested game throughout. No, I mean, yeah. Oh yeah. So backdoor cover, I would say backdoor cover, like where the jets get some garbage time touchdown that makes it a 10 point game. Mm-hmm. So then it ends up being uh 30 to 20. I think Buffalo will cover it and it'll go under. Uh, I think this game. I don't. I don't know how the Jets score football points. Yeah, unless that's Josh very Allen true. hands it to him, but I don't think he will. Is Flacco the, playing again? It doesn't matter. He's elite. You said it. That's true, but if he doesn't have elite receivers around him, I don't know what the hell is going on. 
Um, the Jets yeah. have more than enough to work with. Oh yeah, more than enough. Oh yeah, definitely. So um, I'm yeah, I, I don't think Buffalo really covers thirteen points. That's a lot, and under because you said Jets can't score a football point. A battle in uh, the NFC East: Cowboys against the R words. Uh, Dallas is a, a point favorite, so I'll I'll take the Cowboys, and I'm going to take the under because I don't know how these two teams score either. I, I think Dallas is going to absolutely smash Washington. Uh, they'll win by 13, 14 points, and um, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the over. I'm going to say uh, Dallas wins this one uh, 37 to 23. 37-23, because uh, Andy Dalton wasn't bad. I really don't think he was this bad. This will be like a 23 to 12 game or something well, weird. Well, Dallas was just embarrassed. Last night, after trying to win one for Dak, I, I, I think they're going to need a stern talking to right here. Yes. Packers-Texans, you would think if this was the beginning of the season and we're looking at the schedule, this would have been a good game. Yes. However, not anymore. No. Aaron Rodgers just got blown out. Or a game with not a lot riding on it. Right. Aaron Rodgers just got blown out. Houston's terrible. Green Bay favored by three and a half, over under 56. This is going to be an over and Green Bay covers. Houston's shown they can put up points now. I might say over and Houston covers. I'm not going to say if Houston wins, but wow. Houston will cover. Wow, 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 wow. Wow. When does a wide receiver from Houston get traded? Um, well, it depends on when they get how many. When's the trade deadline? The trade deadline's at the beginning of November now. Um, Ten days. Tell me when they get their seventh loss. Okay. So I'll talk to you in two weeks. Yes. Okay, Seattle at uh, Arizona, your fantasy football team right here. I am ecstatic for this game because <laughs> my quarterback is going against the worst pass defense in the history of the football league. Um, They'll lose, though. Oh, yeah, they probably will lose, but it might be at 56 and a half football points. Holy guacamole, Batman. Now bear with me. Okay, yeah. I'm bearing. Do you remember in 2016... When this game went to overtime, I remember this three <laughs> at, at what was it six six? Yeah, that game. I remember watching that whole game. I was like, "This is awesome!" It was <laughs> awesome because the kicker is true. Blue. They missed about um, field goals when the snap was at the three yard line. Yeah, no, it was within within range of what a new extra point is. If that makes sense. Yep. It was a, so, uh, and um, some were even <laughs> some were even shorter than that. One. Did one clank the upright or or, or no? I, I think uh, one might have. I, I forget. All I know is it was awesome. It was just glorious. Just kickers just sucking all over the place. Sometimes I, I, I rewatch the highlight of that game, and oh, it's right. just Alan Chris laughing their asses off. I was worried because I'm like, the Seahawks are probably one of the best teams in the league still. What year was that? It was 2016. Okay, so I was still like, yeah, Seattle still has like. They were. And they I'm, went into New England and beat them. I know, and I was like, I don't want to see Seattle. That's the only team I don't want to see. And then they got curb stomped by the Falcons. But this game, getting sidetracked, Seattle three-and-a-half-point favorites. I might take Arizona co to cover and the over, but I'm not going to say if they're going to win or not because I'm too much of a bitch to say so. I'll take the under. I see a repeat of 2016 happening here. 6-6? Six, 6-6. Six. Six, six. I don't know if it's going to be a tie. I'll say Seattle covers, and they win 10-6, Matt. 
10 to 6. Well, that doesn't help my team. No, it doesn't. And it doesn't help. it doesn't help my Chris Carson either. Unless they he throws a really long touchdown to DeAndre Hopkins and they miss the extra point, which could happen. It very next, much could. Next game, uh Kansas City's nine and a half point favorite. Over-unders 48. Uh yeah, give Kansas City to destroy the Broncos. Uh over-unders at 48. Um, I'll take the over. Give Uh-oh. me Kansas City in the over. Nope. I'm gonna go push on the over-under, 48 points exactly. And Kansas hmm. City doesn't cover because Denver uh, wins this ball game 23-20. Wow. Nope, that wouldn't equal 48 points. I'm terrible at math. Can, uh, 28 uh, to 20. 25 to 23. Okay. Would that work? Yes, interesting. Okay. 25-23 Denver, Denver wins this ball I commend you on your ballsiness. Thank you. Until this... <laughs> well, Matt, you were the one who picked uh, Vegas a couple weeks ago, right? Over Kansas City. Yeah, I did. And I picked another game. Um, that yeah, I compl- I'm sure you did pick another game. I picked another one that I completely forgot about. That I uh, Oh, I picked the Dolphins over the 49ers. Wow. Yeah. And then I also picked the Bengals over the Ravens, so I shot two for three. <laughs> two, two for two of three. You're a genius. Uh, um, so, yeah, let me, let's me let go to this other glorious football game, the Jaguars against the Chargers. Uh, Yuck, that's a disgusting uh, game. Jaguars are eight-point favorites. What the hell? Oh, no, the Chargers no, are. Chargers are eight. I can't read. Um yeah, give me the Jaguars to cover over-unders at 49. I feel like this game might go under. Because this is uh, a below-average football game. I'm with you. It's going to be under. Jaguars can cover eight I points, I don't know if dude. they're going to win. They but. can cover eight points. I don't know if they're going to win either, but if we're talking bets here, I'm with you. Under, and the Jaguars have the ability to cover. Now, here's a great game. Interesting game. I would say interesting as well. This is the stupid bowl. Tampa Bay... Visits Vegas. This is the battle of two very, very dumb teams on a Sunday night. Battling Al, it out. Chris and Michelle. Who and it's I feel the Raiders have the edge in coach, obviously. Yep. Because the idiot behind in Tampa was wearing those stupid hats and I hate it. I'll tell it. you what, man. I take a look at the coach across the sideline, man, and he's wearing these golf hats, man. I can't get a read on this guy. And his face is so red, man. I'll tell you what, is it that hot down in Tampa Bay? I'll tell you what, I used to coach down in Tampa Bay, man. You know what? That was when I was rated GQ's top 50 handsomest men in the world. Could you believe that, man? And then they traded me to Oakland, man. Well, here you are. (laughs) You get Gruden's revenge. Oh, Um, my God. You're right, dude. Gruden's revenge. No, he, he was in Tampa, and they traded him to Oakland. And then, no, he was in Oakland, and they traded him to Tampa. Yes, that's correct. And then they he beat him in the Super Bowl. So now it's Tampa's revenge on Oakland. You are so smart, Tampa Bay. And who do you so you take Gruden as the coach, but you take Brady, I'm assuming, as the quarterback. Or out of Derek Carr and Tom Brady. Obviously. Yes, obviously. Okay. So this game, three points for Tampa, which means on an even field, there'd be six points, which means in Tampa would be a nine point favorite. So it's really a six point spread, because I don't think there's fans in Tampa. I will take the over in Tampa. Are they having fans in Vegas? Does it matter? Yes. I uh, Raiders fans are the same as Cowboys fans. Okay, so you're saying it'll be <laughs> quiet on offense? Yes. Okay. And chimichangas galore on defense. Yeah, and, and, and you know this as well as me. When when there's when you can't hear on offense, at least I know for Tom Brady, that's one of the things I do worry about. You know. You like to have him be able to talk. I think I think he'll be fine. I think think Tampa Bay covers. Did you say over? 
53? I'll go over 53 as well. Wow. I wonder how many times, if you know, if Derek Carr can get hit a lot, then this game's going to be under because Oakland's not going to put up a lot of football points. Okay. Now, to cap us off on Monday night. Not a terrible game. Not a terrible game. Chicago at uh, Rams. This could have easily been the Sunday night game. This Doesn't this seem like a Sunday night game? Yeah, I feel like those two games should have been flipped. Yes. I this agree. seems like a joke Monday night game, the a, Tampa Bay any, Raider game. Yeah, any other day or any other year. Um, and I'm sure Al would have loved to have this uh, Rams, L.A. Ram game because he lives in L.A. Right. Um, Rams, uh, Bears, uh, give me the Rams to cover. Five and a half? Uh, yeah, I'll say it's 27, yeah, 27 to 20. Okay. Easy. I... So over two. I think Rams cover, and I think it's going to be, I can't say push for 45 and a half. I'll go over. I'll go over. Rams win this one 27-20. Uh, okay. 27-20. Same thing as me. Yep. Okay. Did I, I was that the same thing? I yes, was thinking I about, said, I, said I was thinking so intently of what my score would be. That you thought the same thing as me. That I thought the same thing as you. Wow. Wow. Is that it for the week? That's it for the week. I'm pooped, man. I am pooped also. That was another fantastic combination episode. Wombo combo. Wow. And we're at a minute 08. Wow. So does that mean I can sing to... Uh, Please don't. I won't rap this time, Matt. What are you singing? Uh, you'll see in a second. You'll see in a second. By the way, fans, thank you for uh, being with us the entire time. Yes, the only fans that... That's an expensive timeout right there because with the two-minute warning, you still had options available to you. Now you've got to have it. You know, by not running there on that third down, you also limited your options because now, at least on that fourth down look, they were back. I don't want to. Uh, why did you, it stop? Because you have to do the whole thing. I did do the whole you thing. You have to sing the whole thing? Second shotgun as opposed to maybe being possible. It's not quite your ball game here, but pretty close. to the outside, running up on Steve Smith. Wow. And then Wendland's going to take a timeout. Well, partner, we saw enough blowouts this season <laughs> on, on Sunday Night Football. You knew that the law of averages Nation far away. Sooner or later, we're going to see the beauty of the night, clearly. I just have great admiration for these two franchises. You know, mentally so tough in championship moments. They have both performed incredibly here tonight. Both well coached. Man, I miss having crowds at football games. Listen to this, dude. The greatness of Tom Brady. They could not run the ball. The Ravens have been able to run it. Fun fact, I went to the game right after this there has just yeah. found a way in so many games. And his eyes done. red there. Got poked in the eye that game. Pink eye. Well, just all cooking up too many tacos. Timeout taken by New England. They will line up with. Look at that defense, dude. Seven defensive. Yeah, bro. So Matt and I were watching this clip, and before we sign off, let me just read out that defense. 
Okay, I'm looking at I'm looking at the defense. Ready? Ninkovich, Hightower, Collins, Chandler Jones, Darrell Revis. Let me keep with Jerron Harmon, Devin McCordy. Seven defensive backs in the game. I think I saw a Kyle Arrington. You didn't see a Brandon Browner, though. Patrick Chung. No, because Browner was knocked out of the game. Malcolm Butler. <laughs> All right, folks. Until next time, kids. Until next time, kids. <sighs>